0: i think frank's here hello frank hi uh is is that jim hi it is jim okay all right i I was like i know the name but i don't i can't i can't place it with the real person
1: (laughs) yeah i I, I should just fucking change my name to my real name on twitter yeah you're the frog fractions guy now that's right that's my real name yeah ffg
2: have some very serious business to get to today so i'm gonna get through this intro as quickly as possible this is the Credit show the only video game podcast 10 questions six minutes horrible buzzer i'm alex jaffe joined by brandon sheffield hello frank cifaldi i was muted hi frog fractions developer jim storm dancer hi all right we need to talk about the noid the noid is back after Mm. 20 years of attempting to protect us from uh maybe the world's worst pizza the Noid has resurfaced.
3: I'd been avoiding this conversation, if you know it. Yes.
2: I'm sorry, but uh, the conversation has come for you. I'm not sure what to do. We're all caught off guard here. Um, You're not playing as him anymore. He's directly confronting us as Crash Bandicoot. Uh, why yeah. did we not prepare for this eventuality? A- on, How were on. we failed?
1: Is, is the Noid a Crash Bandicoot skin?
2: No. Uh, the Noid is a boss in a Crash Bandicoot mobile game now. Okay. So you have to fight the Noid for like pizza-related unlockables promoting, and I cannot stress this enough, one of the world's worst pizza chains. This is not promoted content.
3: Uh, Domino's, that's the one, right? That's the one. Yeah, my engagement with Domino's is back when I was running a TV show in college um, and we didn't have a a budget for anything except we were given Domino's pizza every week. I used that pizza pizza as a prop multiple times. Like, uh, I mean, sure, as a delivery thing, but also like I was on the show a bit myself. I was mostly the showrunner and uh, and writer, but I had to be beat up on the show one time. And so I just stuck Domino's pizza cheese, cheese side to my face with the with the sauce side to the camera. So it, it looked like uh, gore effects. Oh, so I thought that, you were going
1: to say like an ice pack.
3: Oh, no, the, almost the opposite of an ice pack. Right. And uh, so that's my... That's what Domino's Pizza is good for, as far as I'm concerned. You can use it for some really cheap gore effects.
0: I believe they improved the formula over the last, like, decade or something, but I've not tested these waters. People Uh, tell me it's good in Japan. Okay, that's that's a thing that can be true, maybe.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs)
2: Uh, producer esper quinn was uh defending Domino's to me before the show but uh their opinion has to be discounted because hatsune miku was a uh promoter of the Domino's brand at one Mm -hmm, point mm -hmm.
0: yeah that'll do it you know we're discussing uh the noid in video games right so we've got yeah yeah, two two appearances before this one that i know of Mm -hmm. which would be uh avoid the noid a computer game and uh yo noid on the the NES, so one of them you played as the Noid, one of them you murdered Noids, I think, or avoided them.
3: And Yonoid is a uh that's a reskin itself, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So there is a history of reskin.
3: Well, I guess no. What
0: I mean is, he a reskin of something? He's is, no, he's, he's not. Did they actually yeah, yeah, like the,
1: the original protagonist was Hatsune Miku? <laughs> right, right.
0: In in Japan, it was Hatsune Miku, yes. Miku on the Famicom. It was Yomiku.
1: Yeah, Yo yeah.
0: Um, yeah. He's a. I don't know. Interesting, weird character. I think is worth discussing. I mean, he's, is this uh, the
2: beginning of a fast food mascot video game renaissance? Oh, let's let's hope. Uh,
0: no, I believe that that Colonel Sanders was the beginning of the fast food video game mascot renaissance with yeah. the uh, KFC console.
3: So now what we need <laughs> to do is we need to get Colonel Sanders, mm-hmm. the Noid, um, the the King, the Burger King King, mm-hmm. and Pepsi Man in a video game together
0: so you're skipping uh donald mcdonald here i see
3: yes he's not that for those
0: who don't know he he is
3: donald mcdonald in japan which i find delightful
2: yeah why isn't he donald mcdonald
3: here good questions these are are the questions people aren't asking or answering you know what
2: put that
0: on that list of like future questions for the show (laughs) (laughs) i will i might we might circle back to that one important stuff yeah, I mean, he's, he's a weird mascot because, like, he was someone who hated pizza and he was the mascot. Like, he yeah, was out to destroy
1: pizza. It, is, right. it does seem weird that the mascot would be someone who actively tries to ruin the product.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the
0: most notable thing about the Noid other than he was in a Capcom game.
3: I found him relatable mm. uh, because I don't like Domino's pizza either. So sure. Like, to me, he's he's the anti-hero that we need. I'm, I'm all for the Noid's return, actually.
0: So he should be a protagonist, not a boss. Yeah, like, maybe there's but- a Crash Bandicoot spin-off where you play as him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think I like that's that. right. Well, we've cracked it.
2: Yeah, we all know the second most popular character in the Crash Bandicoot franchise is now the Noid. Mm-hmm.
3: Actually, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't name another one, so I, there you I, go. There, I know one only because there was a title
0: named after him, but Dr. Muto is somebody. Oh, yeah, there was a Dr. Muto like not, it wasn't a yeah. game but he was like in the subtitle right yeah something like yeah. that big crash bandicoot fans over here everyone <laughs> yeah.
2: i think you're thinking of uh dr neocortex who's dr yeah. Muto? Uh, dr. dr muto is not a crash bandicoot character uh i think you're thinking of dr neocortex
3: yeah but who is dr muto
2: i think he's his own thing
3: He says, oh yeah that's just something else <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just something else. Uh, now I have to see if he looks... Apples are
1: definitely in Crash Bandicoot. Oh, yeah. for sure. So we have three characters now. Yeah.
3: Apples, Dr. Neo Cortex, who, in fairness to me, does look a little bit like Dr. Mito. Well Yeah, uh, but
2: they all kind of look like Albert Einstein.
3: Yeah, they got big, giant, swollen brains, as uh, Einstein was known to have.
2: I think we've solved the issue here.
0: And and it worked out because while three's a crowd, three is also a franchise. So we've created a franchise here with... Uh, <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Three, the three characters
2: Did it. carrying a question over from the insert credit forums that you can find at uh, forums.insertcredit.com what's a mm-hmm. game you had to learn how to enjoy before you could enjoy it
0: i don't know that i've ever given games a, a chance once i didn't like them i think i'm just like i bounce off and move on with my life um that's a rough one i guess guess we got to go back to childhood then right when mm-hmm. i didn't have no choice but um can't think of anything that i that was like randomly assigned to me, you know, I think I chose all my games.
1: Yeah. What comes to mind for me is text adventures where you basically have to, I mean, it's pretending to be, you speak to it in English, but really you're speaking to it in a very limited subset of English. That's basically a, a programming language. So you have to learn the subset of English, that text adventures understand in order to, to play those games. It's a very uh, entertainment for programmers kind of a thing.
3: Yeah. I see that. Yeah. I think for me, it might have just been, you know, grindy JRPGs in general. Because the first first RPG I ever played was Ys. and that's an action RPG where you're bumping into monsters and it's all fun times. And then the second one that I got was *Dragon Slayer: Legend of Heroes*, and I was like, man, this is this is slow. And then when when I want to fight a monster, I have to go into this whole other scene and fight things with menus, and it doesn't really look like anything. I really had to learn how. Where was the fun in that? Of course, this is very long time ago. It was probably like eleven or twelve, but uh. I guess I had to learn how to like JRPGs, so that's something.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's a much tougher ask to to spend a bunch of time with a game that you don't enjoy to figure out how to enjoy it nowadays in twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, if I pay full price for a game when it comes out and I don't like it, I don't know, or wait, or just don't play anything.
3: Tonight I'm gonna play the Warlock game on Genesis because I don't know. I've just made th- I made that decision and I'm sticking with it. And I'm gonna play the Warlock as long as I can fine game but like licensed crap is i don't know what why why subject myself to it why try to like that Ah,
0: because it might be funny it might be it might it, it it tells you more about game design and it's time. I don't know. Like I I get value out of that stuff. Um, But I mean, is the question like games that we eventually learn to like, was that the question? Oh yeah. Or
2: uh, it's games you needed to get before you could play them. Like you were maybe playing them the wrong way or approaching them from the wrong mentality. And once you adjusted to the game's rules, you're like, Oh, okay. This is kind of good. Actually.
0: I mean, I enjoyed the, the modern fallout games. Okay uh the first time i played but um they become a much better game when you uh just do whatever you feel like and realize the game doesn't break no matter what you do um (laughs) maybe that's an example of what you're talking about although i did enjoy it i just didn't really get what i was missing until i did my second playthrough
3: yeah i think that works that's
2: Um, a good enough answer i solved it yeah another point to frank be careful
0: no you're on your way to winning
2: this episode again (laughs) Oh, by the way, I didn't mention that somebody wins the episode at the end, and their reward is they get to do homework. Sounds amazing. (laughs) Here's our next question. Frog Fractions didn't have this problem because it started as a free game, but in a retail product, is there a line between surprising players and not giving them the game they
1: paid for? This is a gym question for sure. I feel like I've thought about this so much that it's just kind of a, well, it depends muddled mess in my head. Like I so oh, that sounds like it
0: can fill six minutes really easily. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna work on this EPROM while you talk
1: over here. Yeah. All right. All right. I remastered Frog Fractions. It's available for free on Steam. There is also a DLC uh, called Hop's Iconic Cap. Which spoilers for Hop's Iconic Cap is not just a hat. It's actually an entirely separate game. The way I handled this this problem in in this situation is you pay for the hat. You actually do get a hat. <laughs> you get the hat, you get what you paid for, but you also get a bunch of additional stuff. Right. So you look at something like um, Portal, which I think does a great job with this. Spoilers for Portal. Portal sells itself as it's a fun puzzle platformer with an with an interesting gimmick. And it really is that. You get like two hours of that before it breaks free and becomes something else. And so... It's possible to do both. It's possible to, like, you really are selling what you pretend, what what your your outer product is, and then you can have the additional inner product.
2: Yeah, it's that uh, King of the Hill episode where you buy a book and then you get a free gun with it.
3: I feel like with games like Portal and Frog Fractions, they work better with this sort of thing because I feel like to an extent... The player feels like they discovered something when they progress to this point and and, it you know, things open up or things change or whatever. Yeah, and I feel like that gives people a personal stake in it. And then they don't they're not as inclined to try to spoil it. They're like, I found this. And so I want other people to have that experience or I want to keep this experience to myself or uh something like that where it so it winds up. Um, I don't know. I feel like it kind of helps.
2: Yeah. The aesthetic of portal in particular is that you're going behind the scenes, so that when it veers off, you're kind of being led to believe that you're breaking it. So, yeah, yeah.
1: it makes you feel clever. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so for contrast, if I had sold Frog Fractions, like Frog Fractions really plays up before you start the game that this is an educational game. If I had sold it as an educational game, it doesn't actually teach you fractions. So that would be, I think, technically fraud. Frog yeah. fractions Frog fractions. Fractions. fractions
0: the fractions are real but but he is not the fractions right. are there
1: i love that there are in
3: fact people who played frog fractions for an hour without ever hitting a, a certain yeah. button it's and, the best and they're just like i don't know why people like this game like, oh
1: it's I absolutely it. the best that those people exist it's, right it's, and the, the sad thing is that like that their friends will tell them you just have to keep playing and then they just get annoyed yeah <laughs> makes me sad
3: yeah i'm glad it's not happening to my game but i enjoy that it's happening to someone's game <laughs> shot and frog
2: frog and freud
3: yeah frog and freud yeah either one
2: but uh we're talking about a classic bait and switch situation yeah over what, here. what
3: was the question again <laughs> um
2: uh where's the line between feeling like you're not giving a player what they want and surprising them
3: oh yeah yeah it's 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 hard. I, you really see a lot of these companies doing it completely wrong, especially companies with a budget, because they're like, we, we got to show them everything they're going to get. And then sometimes that's like everything that you get is too little or sometimes there's secret stuff in there and uh, they don't want to spoil it for various reasons. But you're not led to it in a clever way. It's out there somewhere. It turns out you probably have to be like a clever game designer in order to make it work. Oh, wow. And that, that's the problem. <laughs> That's where a lot of us can't get to. Myself where are we going to find one of those? I don't know. I've only met like two or three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> David Cage. Who David else? Cage. Yeah, that's number
2: one. Peter Molyneux. Uh,
3: Peter <laughs> Molyneux. I guess those are the top two. Those are pretty much yeah. numbers. one, Numbers one and two right there.
1: Did you ever figure out who developed that uh, LCD racing game that you liked?
3: Yeah. Well, sort of. Yes. But there you was, talked to them. I talked to them. Yes. I don't know if I found the if I really truly found the exact person who made it. I did talk to them, but they seemed so. I think we've talked about it on the show before, but it's it's a really simple LCD game where you're a car and you're dodging other cars, and it had very simple rules that lent themselves to creating meta rules for yourself. It didn't really have an ending exactly, so it'd be like, okay, I'm gonna get oh no, sorry, it did have an ending, but. There were no penalties really for, um, you know, uh, hitting other cars. Toward the end, I was like, I'm going to get to the end of this game without ever hitting a car. And that's going to be my new rule. But when I talked to the people that made it, they really kind of had no idea what I was talking about, like game design (laughs) in general. They were just like, I don't know, I had to make this. And then I made it and that's what it is there's some cars and you can go left and right like they <laughs> they <laughs> i think i was putting my own brain into this thing and being like this is so perfectly designed for engagement and for leading the player forward into a new zone a lot of driving games that are lcd based they don't really look like you're going anywhere because it's a straight viewpoint into the screen but this game has a curve and so you're you're constantly driving along this curve and so you can actually see it feels more like you're you're actually moving and cars are coming toward you so i was like why did you do that and they're like "Uh, i don't know um it (laughs) seems like it it would be different that way
2: (laughs) so top
3: three game designers
2: are david cage peter molyneux and brandon sheffield's projection of these lcd guys (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) on to more current events sega announced that they're partnering with the company double Jump. dominoes oh sorry they're partnering with the company double jump tokyo to enter the nft market no so was brandon actually right last week when he said that double jumps don't belong in video games Mm. (laughs) yes I was.
3: yes
0: that's right i don't know that i have fully formulated adult thoughts on this nft thing i'm Uh, mad about it it seems gross (laughs) yeah
3: i hate it i'm mad about it uh i'm mad when anybody i like gets swindled into thinking that it is a good thing to do I'm not going to ma- mention a name, but a, a very excellent high concept art thing maker doing some NFTs now. And I Ooh. know that if they were aware oh, Tony Hawk, of the, yeah, Tony, uh, Anthony Hawk uh, uh-huh. was doing it. Oh, no, it's Anthony Hawkins is actually his full name. Oh, yeah. Anthony. Hawkins. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah, they're doing some NFT stuff. And I think if they knew about all the terrible environmental impacts, the fact that it just enriches weird tech bros in a speculative currency that you can't actually really buy anything with you could just trade it against the idea of money which is
1: you can you know, get more nfts with your new nft money
3: yeah I'm, i can get all kinds of ether which i'm going to use to buy n- nothing like theoretically you can trade it for real money uh it the whole scene really bugs me and the fact that like one nft uses like more than a year's of electricity for an entire art Art studio or whatever, it's gross, and Sega shouldn't be getting up into it. And I don't know who scams them into it, but uh that sucks.
0: I think it's the the beanie babies of 2021. Is kind of my feeling on it as well. Um, yeah, but I I do want to say something not in NFTs favor necessarily, but I think I think people are small minded uh when it comes to the idea that a human might want to own an authentic one of a kind digital something um i think that humans are hoarders and i think that humans value what they perceive as authenticity uh, mm -hmm. more than anything and not maybe not more than anything but you know we value authenticity we want authentic pizza right we want like the first print of the book and i actually think that there is something to selling the digital rights to say that you own the thing like who oh, like certainly if the author of the original you know meme with the guy looking away from his girlfriend at the other girl sold you the certificate saying that you own the meme like that that makes sense to me but um nfts do not because uh why can't it just be a re- an email receipt from the author right why is,
1: why is that not good enough because this attaches itself to the blockchain bubble Mm-hmm. Do you remember when the the Long Island Ice Tea Company renamed themselves to the Long Blockchain Company? No, and their stock just ro- skyrocketed. No, What? Is That real life? Okay, I I didn't research it, but I heard this. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay. There's the a... the answer credit motto. Right.
2: <laughs> Translate that into Latin. Put it around a crest.
3: You know they're having a real hard time with uh with COVID out there in India and. Um, one of the problems is oxygen respirators and stuff that they uh, are not getting enough of. And so there's this company that was just called like Oxygen LLC or something, whatever the equivalent of LLC is there. And its stock was just skyrocketing through the roof because people were like, ah, everyone needs oxygen now. We got to buy uh, So some, some Indian company that was called Oxygen and had nothing to do with it.
1: An economist would tell you that the market is perfectly rational.
3: Yeah. And in a way it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Terrible way. Yeah. It's rational, but stupid.
3: I agree, Frank, that as as scams go, this is one that fully makes sense to me. I understand why people are engaging or why people, why consumers want to own. like, of course, these Sega NFTs are going to do well. If someone can be like, I own this unused sprite from Altered Beast, they're going to buy that.
0: but it's just like what annoys me is the people on twitter who are like retweet this to scare an nft buyer and it's like right click save as, like that's you don't understand at all (laughs) like that's not going to scare an nft buyer right they're not like oh no i hadn't considered that a digital file can be copied like yeah you're not owning anyone by doing that um
2: but nfts are garbage
3: well you can own them if you sell them as an nft
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah
3: that's where I'm on that one.
2: Okay, so it's all nasty is what we're saying. I'm glad we broke new ground here.
3: Oh, those nasty boys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sure we all can attest, numbering video games can often be confusing and arbitrary. Which game series have the most interesting naming and numbering conventions? Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah?
1: that was going to be no. my answer too.
3: I mean, we've also got that new Nier that came out. If you if you want to type the full title, you got to take a weekend. Uh, <laughs> got a lot yes. of numbers on it. Uh
1: I don't know, I
0: can copy paste, which which really scares the game <laughs> NFT virus. Yeah. That's yeah. True.
2: <laughs> yes, an atheist nightmare.
3: But I think like <laughs> ultimately what you need to get to is something that makes so where you have drive 3R, but you start start with draw 1ver and uh drive 2 and then drive 3R and then 4R, right? So right. I think I think that's what that's where we as a society need to move to need to
2: get to collectively
3: yeah. the, the smash mouthization of video okay, games. So to do numbers. that,
2: we need a game with an I or an L Z for two, okay. an E and an A in the title for four. So can we devise a game title with an A, E, I, and Z in it there?
0: A-E-I. It's it's like Fraser but it's spelled all crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. It's oh good. yeah, the
2: the Fraser tetralogy. We could do yeah. that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and S- S- could that could be a two in a pinch. Oh uh,
3: yeah, yeah. There's a game co- Oh no, it doesn't have them all. Uh, yeah, well, there's a game called Battle Frenzy. Mhm. Um, it's got all the things we need in it. Yeah, we can turn one of those L's eyes. into a one. But nobody knows what that game is. It's a, that's like a Sega CD first person shooter that Um, only came out in brazil i think (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: just the kind
1: of reference we'd expect
3: yeah i was just i just happened to be looking over at my copy so it came to mind
2: esper will put a link to that in the show notes
1: i was just thinking about how it's a shame that the super mario brothers series stopped at three and then went on to different names like word names because Mm -hmm. after super mario brothers nine they would have to be super mario brothers crown
0: (laughs) i got that one that's Good, good, good. good. good that, see, w- that one's if,
1: over my head, but if you also get that one, right in.
3: <laughs> oh, speaking of numbering conventions, we should also get Herzog Dry, and <laughs> etc. Like, uh, um, I, I believe there was never a Herzog, there was only a Herzog Zwei. So maybe you don't go straight to three, maybe you go to four, but uh, I like that.
1: I never played it, but there was a game called Zwei, and there was a sequel to Zwei called Zwei Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Herzog was a, a
0: computer game, yeah, uh, the original.
3: Okay, okay. I
2: will say it's interesting if there's both a Mega Man X and a Mega Man Ten. Oh, but that's oh, just yeah. Mega Manx. Mm, Mega Manx.
3: Yeah, Mega Manx. Um yes yeah, vi and spy 2, that's pretty good. Um there's the the like nine stories, nine rooms, nine whatever's
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know what I'm talking about?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. nine and
3: nine. Yeah, nine and nine. Uh what would a sequel to that be? it Would it be 10, 10, 10 or would it be? I think it just nine, be 10? one thousand. Oh one thousand. No,
0: it's sense. in it's in hex. It's actually triple A.
2: It's not a uh-huh. Yeah. The first triple A game. That time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one of uh, Virtue's Last Reward. The next game was called Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. So I guess the sequel to 999 is zero. It rolls all the way around.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, one Escape would be the sequel to that one. Right. <laughs> one Escape is actually kind of a cool title, too, because like if it's really difficult to figure out what the one path to escape is, but there are so yeah. many possibilities
2: yeah one escape is almost more tantalizing than no escape
3: that's right and it's very different from ape escape
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh ape escape is one escape the only escape is apes yeah that's right like jesus said in the new testament only through apes (laughs) is that that what this is
0: only vaguely related but uh i was looking through an old egm a couple days ago and they had a preview for zombies ate my neighbor Mm mm-hmm so oh they the one. One. The, they, they'd only <laughs> huh. eaten one at that point because it was still a preview right.
3: right it was early code yeah yeah but i actually i like i like that too it's so like it, what's zombies ate my neighbor it implies to me zombies ate the one neighbor and maybe the zombies are gone now but there's this one neighbor zombie is coming after you so there's mm. like, there's <laughs> right. just one antagonist in this thing. And you're, you're trying to super soaker shoot at them, but they're, they're coming nonstop.
1: Like I also like the, the naming convention that you get with alien to aliens, where you just add an S to the end of the title. Oh sure. yeah.
3: Aliens three should be
1: more aliens or something. That like that. Alien SSS.
3: Yeah. Oh, how about
0: lemmings? Cause lemmings is lemmings and then, oh no more lemmings. Right. That, that
2: implies that super Mario brothers is the sequel to super Mario brother right oh yeah or super mario
1: bro
0: well no their 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 naming convention was the super mario brothers right so right they took, it's a sequel to mario brothers it's super mario
1: Brothers. oh right and so to extrapolate that would be super super mario brothers right or like amazing super mario brothers super duper
0: mario brothers
3: yeah so wh- which one's older oh, uh we have to move on yeah uh, in- uh, sorry
0: sorry yeah uh, i actually know the answer but i can't
3: <laughs> we can discuss it, it off air
2: while we yeah. take a quick break
0: Managed to rewire that EPROM while Jim was talking and get it done. Wow, you did
1: it! Yeah, I did it. That belongs in the show. You shouldn't (laughs) save that for the break.
2: (laughs) We might toss it in there anyway. Okay, all right. It's all recorded.
0: Do whatever you want with this with this gold I'm giving you, Esper. That's right.
2: (laughs) Welcome back to the insert credit show. Time for us to dive headfirst into the dirt bag, where subscribers to patreon.com slash insert credit can submit their own questions by subscribing at any level. Doing so also grants them the privilege of accessing our episodes one day early. Oh, one and day early. One day early. And uh, even periodical bonus content.
0: Does that mean a magazine? A periodical bonus content?
2: Yes, exactly. It's an audio magazine. What mm. else is a podcast if mm. not in magazine persevering? Uh, Good this quest. question comes from Corey, who asks, I'm disappointed that there isn't more discussion of current games on the IC podcast. With this in mind, what are the best video games about electricity?
3: All right. Oh, I see. I get it now. Not contemporary games. It's games about current.
0: So. Oh, thank you for explaining that. I didn't get it, but I'm also maybe lightheaded because I just stabbed myself in the finger with an EEPROM pin. But anyway, what? go on. Ow.
3: Is that a is that a good game about electricity?
0: <laughs> it's, a, um, I mean, you know, electric current has to go through these pins in order for me to read them here. So it's uh...
1: there's a game I really like called Shenzhen IO, which is uh, a circuit design slash programming game where you role play as someone who's uh, like emigrated to China, and there's like all the office drama in the emails. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, and there's definitely some elect- electricity to be found in there. Who made that again? That was uh, Zactronics. I thought it was them. There's
3: a game that is currently being developed that I do not remember the name of, but which I saw, I saw it some indie thing. Maybe it was actually at the TGS Tokyo Game Show Indie Zone. Like it's got to be like four years ago now whenever I had Gunsport there, uh, but it's still being worked on and it's still coming out and you're a little, you're a little character and you have a plug for a head. And at the time it wasn't that interesting. You could really just like turn platforms on and off by walking on them or plugging yourself in and turning electricity on and off. But now you can throw your head to plug into things and the puzzles have gotten more complex and kind of interesting. So I have a suspicion. Sounds a that little that, like
2: Chibi-Robo.
3: It's a little like Chibi-Robo. I ha, I have a suspicion that that'll be a good electricity game to finish. Uh,
1: what was the, the Tom Francis game where you're, the stealth game where you're rewiring uh, uh, Gunpoint? Oh yeah, Gunpoint. Gunpoint is like a puzzle platformer <laughs> where you like... Uh, you do weird things like wiring a light switch to somebody's gun so that when you flip this, like when someone sees you and they come to turn on the lights in the room, their gun goes off and shoots their partner or something like that. It's uh, pretty nonsensical, but also very fun.
3: I don't remember if I liked or hated Elec Man in Mega Man. Is he a good one or a bad one?
0: Well, what do you like about a boss in Mega Man?
3: Oh, I I, I don't like a boss. I like their stage. Is oh, uh,
0: it had pretty good music. It had um interesting background tiles where there's like glass tubes with electricity going yeah, through. It yeah, yeah, like
3: those tubes. But th- isn't yeah. there like a, a spark that goes around, and if it hits you, then then you get stunned for longer than usual?
0: Uh, no, it's a, it's the same stun time. But oh, okay. what what might be annoying is you have to climb a long ladder to get to the boss, and you have to time not getting shocked. Mm-hmm. or you uh, fall down the ladder.
3: I remember being a little annoyed. Uh, the cool thing about
2: Elecman's power in Mega Man 1 is that you can really abuse the uh, pause function to make your electric power uh, hit whatever boss you're fighting over and over
1: again. That works in real life, too.
0: Yeah. And then I went to Moby Games and searched the word electrician. Assuming there was a game by that title, there certainly is. It's, uh, it's on the Atari 8-bit computer. Uh, it appears that you go around a building i don't know kind of looks like elevator action or something but you're restoring electricity to a building and uh it looks like one of the later levels uh is the united states Capitol. uh it was also ported to the famicom disk system specifically so that's a little weird
1: uh in frog fractions there's an upgrade that where you in in the in the lore you rub balloons on your tongue to build up static electricity Mm -hmm. and then when you lick bugs bugs that are near them get uh collected as well because they get pulled in by the by the static electricity
0: Frog fractions. Yum.
3: Was that was that like was that Ridge Racer? Is that what? you're Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd never heard of
2: Frog Fractions and then, before.
0: And and then and then I did Red Robin.
3: Yum. Mm-hmm.
0: So nice little combo there.
3: Just just trying to figure out where everyone's coming yeah, from. On yeah, I,
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't get either of those. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I think Goonpei. Well, maybe it's not actually about electricity, but it feels like you're connecting um connecting currents to me. I guess maybe that's not really what's happening, but you got these little branching things going across the screen. It feels, it always felt like that to me, but they put it in some sort of weird Western setting. And I guess that doesn't make sense, but that's where my brain took it. It's abstract enough that I can decide that's an electricity game.
2: I'll allow (laughs) it. There's nothing in the rules.
3: There's also a bad electricity game that I can't remember the name of either, but it's a Sega Saturn exclusive, I believe. And it really feels like it should have been I don't know, a, a mini game that came free in a box of cereal. But mm-hmm. it's like a four-player multiplayer Bomberman-ish thing with electricity. I'll figure out what it is uh, as we talk, and then we'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. But it's bad. So that's an example of a bad one, once I remember what it's called.
1: My mind keeps going to Pipe Dream, which is not electricity. It's, it's like goo filling up the pipes. But you could totally make a Pipe Dream alike that was themed around, around electricity. You're just
2: exchanging one utility for another
1: yes
0: i have to admit, when i searched electrician on Moby games i was picturing that exact game that <laughs> makes game. sense yeah, yeah. It's like surely there is a pipe dream with electricity and it's called electrician free game idea no the name was taken
2: here is the next question in our uh merry rumpus what are the game design principles behind a good arg
0: oh yeah i think well, that's y- a that's another question for jim here it sounds like
1: yeah, yeah
2: so- you might as well tend to your <laughs> Finger injury. <laughs> ter- okay,
0: that's, a, that's
1: what I'll do here. There's a lot of things you can do to keep people interested. Um, but I think the a couple of things that are really important to keep in mind is that the players are way smarter than you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're designing a puzzle, you have to design it so that it seems unreasonably hard to you. Because if there are a thousand people looking at it, one of them is going to have the insight. Uh, and the other is that when you see someone... Like in the in the forums that are solving your arg, if you see someone have a better idea than yours, just go with that. (laughs) Now that's your idea now. Yeah, that's
3: pretty good. Evolve it as it goes along. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me to hear. That
1: happens a a lot in tabletop role playing, actually. Yeah, no doubt.
3: I think you need to like uh, looking at the insert credit forums, for example. We have some threads on there where we're trying to figure out what a game is by Mm -hmm. showing a, a small piece of it or something like a little little screenshot. Uh, zoom in or something, and there are some people that will just like look at databases and and look at all the games that have this resolution and came out in this general time frame or whatever, and they'll figure it out from that. So, just like don't you can't underestimate people; you have to way overestimate them. Yeah, I guess because uh, they will figure it out. So, Jim, you had like stuff hidden in voice waveforms and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did a little little bit of that, a little bit of hiding things in audio. I did a little bit of everything, honestly. Every way I could think of of hiding, uh, hiding, hiding the next clue.
3: Did you have to project these things at all? Like, were, were there hints as to what people should look for, or was it just like anything could be a clue, and they had to figure out that oh, if I run this in something, I can see something in the waveform or whatever.
1: Uh, usually, there was some marker that. Like for example, there was one um, in an episode of Train Hot Dog, which was a podcast that I recorded back when I was on Video Games Hot Dog. It was a podcast that I recorded on Bart back from Video Games Hot Dog, and it was just like me googling something and reading what I found. Like that was the like 60 people <laughs> listen to this thing. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, but in one of those episodes, one of the clues was uh, hidden in the way I did it. Was uh, um, I had I, I, I spoke the, the clue and then I uh, used a a very loud noise to mask it, but that noise was, um, inverted in the stereo channel. So if you summed the two channels together, that noise would go away and all that would be left would, was the, uh, the clue. Oh, that Ah. rules. Yeah. It was a fun puzzle, but, uh, in order to hint that there was something even to look for, you could hear like the first syllable or two of the clue before the noise started.
3: Hmm. That makes sense. I wonder how many people you really need engaging with your ARG to consider it a success? Because like to me the main function of an ARG is for someone to have heard of it. Like you me yeah. obviously yeah. I wasn't I wasn't going to engage with it, but the fact that I knew that there was funny weird ARG stuff going on with something you were doing made me continue to pay attention to something you were doing in a way.
1: Yeah, I would guess that like if if you look at the the number of people who actually solved puzzles in the 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 frog fractions of the RG was it's probably in the double digits. Yeah. But the people who know about it is much higher. And so I, th- I think that's the real audience for your for your ARG is people who are like looking at summaries on Kotaku or or what ha- or like reading the game detectives wiki after the fact. And honestly I think that's a, it's better- a spectator sport. Yeah, it's yeah. a better experience for those people. I th- I don't think, personally, that engaging with ARGs is very fun. I think the actual act of solving puzzles that are designed to be way too hard for a person to solve kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but reading I think a it's summary a, is great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are people who love that, though. That's true, and good for them.
3: <laughs> that makes me think that I actually could do a successful ARG. Not myself, but I mean, I, I think that I've got the elements available to me. Like we could say something secret on this podcast and then we could say something secret across various Twitter channels and uh a dozen people would engage with it but it would still be brandon do you really That's believe I
2: haven't been doing that over the past 5 months? <laughs> <He> <laughs> the lied. trick is
1: that people need to be looking for something because uh yeah. before the Frog Fractions arc was the Frog Fractions arg I had just created it uh for fun to put like clues on my business card when I went to GDC and nobody noticed. I gave the business card to like 3 dozen people probably at GDC and like some of them thought there was something weird about it but nobody followed up on it. I've never looked at a business card after it's been handed to me. <laughs> right, that's fair. <laughs> that's true. I'm
2: not Patrick Bateman.
1: <laughs> Only after there was a Kickstarter with you know thousands of people contributing that people were and and they knew that this was a A secret that was going to exist in the world at some point where people actually started paying attention and in fact after frog fractions 2 got released one of the developers who worked on it started hiding clues for a future project and at that point since the mystery had been solved no one paid attention to those clues
3: interesting Hmm.
0: Hmm. so does anyone um do you ever like say anything genuine and people think it's a clue to something
1: during the ARG, yeah,
0: definitely.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, arguably, the arguably, uh, the greatest ARG ever played is the uh, non-existent Half-Life Three rumors that persisted
1: for a decade. Right. That culminated in Half-Life Alex, which right. still nobody has played because they need VR equipment.
3: Isn't isn't Sea of Thieves the ultimate ARG game right now? No, mm-hmm.
0: the ultimate ARG game is QAnon. I, I, I got that one. Okay. Yeah.
3: Good. Oh yeah. Q yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no thanks. Rather than
2: discussing QAnon, I'd like to go on to the next question.
0: <laughs> okay. But <laughs> yes, well,
2: that's the
3: answer. If that, that was ever be, a that question, that would be good for me. Answer. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, if you had to get a video game themed vanity license plate for your car, uh, what would it be?
3: Let me see. How how many syllables is can, You how, usually how can get, get gotta six gotta go or fast. seven,
2: depending on the state. Yeah.
3: We're in California, it's seven. Uh, yeah. G T G O F S T.
2: Gotta go fast.
1: It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, calling back to the, the Frog Fractions ARG, mine would just say butts okay
0: um frank you got one i'm thinking i'm thinking my initial weird funny one would be just gta 2 like that's no that's <laughs> the best one
3: that's my favorite is really it. like
0: gta 2 that's very good
3: b-o-n-k-a-d-v bonk adventure yeah uh, adventure.
2: yeah bonk advent children mm.
3: yeah bonk advent children uh one of my favorite this is not a video game but one of my favorite License plates that I saw because I felt smart when I figured it out. It was a license plate that said it was B E A U A R S, I think. And there's this thing in California where you can actually, there was no S on the end, it was B E A U A R. And there's this thing where you can actually have a little spacing between the letters if you don't have seven of them. Mm -hmm. And so there was a slight spacing between the B E, the A U, and the A R. And so I was like, clearly this is a a message of some kind that has some significance to somebody. Um, and I would see it often because they used to live around here and park on my block. And I, eventually I figured out when I was walking around the UC Berkeley campus or thinking about the UC Berkeley campus or something, it's Golden Bears, because that's the name of that's oh. what the team's are all ah, called. The really is the, lame ending to the story. Okay, I'm sorry, but I felt I felt smart when I figured it out. <laughs> Anyway, GTA Two is the answer. So GTA is okay. pretty good. Um, I don't know. I would I would put like a I'd put like Sega CD something really stupid. Um, Sega CD is pretty good. I like that
0: because you can good. you can fit the space and everything. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh yeah. I think you I think you nailed it.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Put, we all got our four. <laughs> no, um, uh, Jim. I'm gonna make you come up with a better one than butts. That's what? only uh, five letters. It's not enough.
1: Uh, uh, so the. The full the cheat code is butts again. I guess that's too long. Okay, butts gn for butts again. All right, butts. Good no night.
0: One's, no <laughs> one's ever gonna interpret
1: that. Oh, whatever. It's all right. That, that's it's just for me.
3: Butts butts
2: gain. He's really into squats. Yeah. <laughs> well.
3: You you won't be able to get that one because they go through and they they filter things for p- potential offensiveness or drug references or whatever. So you but can't, like, for the sake of the question,
0: them. we're avoiding that. They're also oh, okay. not going to let me have GTA two.
1: And what's more offensive than our own bodies? That is an excellent point. That's what I'm going to tell them when they give them, when they reject it. I'm going to yeah. argue with the clerk.
3: <laughs> and they'll be like, maybe yours, but not mine. That's right. Like that. <laughs> so they're all they're all sassy <laughs> over there at the DMV. Is my experience
2: bunch of selma bouviers okay here's our next question this episode will be released to the public on may the 4th star wars day what's the best no. star wars game and how could you make a better one
3: well it'd be really easy to make a, a better one i think because well i guess there are a few that have been quite good there's dark forces which is a pretty good um back when they were calling them doom clones it's a pretty good doom clone yeah and there's also the uh that what's that squadron one that that people like that the old one on the nc uh,
2: x-wing tie fighter x-wing versus tie fighter
3: rogue
1: leader or rogue squadron Ro- rogue squadron it's i think two separate the series there's the gamecube one. they're both pretty beloved though
3: hmm. well one of them the,
1: the best the, my favorite one that i've played is the uh the vector game from like what 1984 yeah yeah star wars mm-hmm
3: yeah, I like that one. OK, I played that on my 32X, assuming that's the same one. I don't know. That might be an up, an updated one. Um, yeah, is it the...
0: I think it's updated. Yeah, it's 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 a kind of a semi sequel, I think.
3: I like that one. I probably played that one the most myself. And I do think that those Super Star Wars is there's something to them. You know, it's nice animation, a lot of jumping around, doing the with your lightsaber. I think it's clear
0: that we haven't played very many Star Wars games. here.
3: <laughs> sure. Yeah. so how do you make
2: so with your lack of star wars game experience how would you make a really really good one
0: i would make a mandalorian game Uh, i'd probably just make kotor again i don't know yeah
3: (laughs) yeah that's that's a little too much work for me i'm afraid
0: (laughs) i don't care about star wars the universe or the characters i love star wars the aesthetic Yes, Um, sure yeah so i think for me what i would want is uh Something that's a little slower and and lets you soak in really good environmental art. So it probably is something like an RPG or an adventure game or something like that, or like an Assassin's Creed style thing. Oh, like Fallen Order. Uh, probably. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think I'd be into a you'd have to go back into to like 1994 to make this. But I think I would be into a a game that had missed like CG still backgrounds, but uh, you could run around in them. So I guess like a Resident Evil, but a Star Wars, where you're just in the this kind of weird feeling space. It feels alien, not only in the presentation, but in in the the playing of it, as those games kind of do. But uh, this is this is not a game that's going to sell copies. Uh, but it also I, I don't know
0: what the advantages of it being a pre rendered background like what does that
3: actually get you? I guess it gets me those specific visual. I I, I control the camera entirely in this scenario is, and you can have a lot of detail. I mean, I guess if you're making a modern video game, you can just do that with the real graphics. I'm, I'm thinking about within my scope of being able to make,
0: them. Oh, you yourself. Very, you're very, uh, uh, you're, you're not very ambitious today with between the, uh, what can I actually make? And the, what are the California laws for license plate?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's just trying to play by the rules. I'm,
3: I'm grounded in reality this week. <laughs> I have played some of the newer, Star Wars. This is. His. I played. Um. I played those new squadrons games. Two of them for mm-hmm. an hour each. and Did not like them. Um. I played. Oh wait. Maybe I played the squadron game and I played the other game that has a squadron like thing in it. Yeah, that's what I did. The third person adventure game. Battlefront. Was Battlefront. Yeah. I played. Uh. I played that. I played Battlefront and I played Battlefront squadrons. And they're it's fine. It's just called squadrons. I thought Battlefront was whatever. Those games were were okay, but I feel like they leaned heavily on you liking Star Wars. Um, Yeah, they weren't that great as video games themselves, but they were also polished enough that I could just like play through it and be like, well, there it was. I did it. Not a real memorable experience. Not
1: quite. I feel like what I would want to do is like lean into the the details of the mundane. Like I would want to make a cooking mini game where you're like cooking the feast at the end of Return of the Jedi, like for the party when the Death Star is blown up, or like playing the music at the Moss Eisley Cantina.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, I think you're right. I've I've been too narrow in my view. I think that like a like a a Mandalorian. Um,
2: Jim, sounds uh, like you should watch the Star Wars holiday special, which has like a 15 minute segment about a chef doing exactly that. Nice.
1: Wow, that sounds good. Mandalorian yeah.
3: steel forging yeah. game or.
0: Well, I think what you take from Mandalorian is um, you don't brush up against the events of the movies. You you make something that uh, works yeah. around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made actually they made two entire movies based on throwaway quotes from the first game, the first movie. I mean, right? Like yeah, yeah like, that's that's not incorrect, right? It's like no, I think you're right. Uh, so you know, it's maybe find another throwaway quote throwaway from quote. the first movie and and take Jim's approach and just hammer on it
2: i was about to design the entire game but i ran out of time i'm sorry (laughs) Uh We'll we'll never know ea send us your money and uh we'll design that game for you or i guess Lucasfilm, since you have the rights again okay here is our next question by the metric of rotten tomatoes citizen kane is no longer the most critically acclaimed film of all time so now i must ask what is the paddington 2 of video games
3: a good way to do it. So, you all are familiar with what happened, or no? No. Okay. So,
0: it was some review bomb scenario. I'm no, assuming. it's not.
3: It's not. Okay. Citizen Kane used to have a perfect score, and so did Paddington too. But someone dug up a review from eighty years ago from somebody who didn't like it that much. <laughs> didn't like <laughs> Citizen Kane that much. It's it's fr- it's a review from nineteen forty one, and so now wow. now Citizen Kane has like a ninety eight percent fresh rating. <laughs> Oh, you
0: know, <laughs> I, I could probably do that on Metacritic. Yeah, I bet. Uh, for for games, I, I mean. Yeah, you could, yeah uh, you you could... you'd could.
1: you fucking take down Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. That did not deserve that spot. <laughs> I'd put <laughs> GTA 2 on the
0: top is what I'd do. That's, that's right.
3: <laughs> Pretty good. So the question becomes, what is a game that has claimed the throne after something else was dethroned? I guess. Oh, there you go. Something yeah. like that. Mm. So... Well, we just
1: answered it. It's GTA 2. It's GTA
3: 2. <laughs> well yeah. is i it's, mean it's about to be once frank dethrones that's Jenny Hawk. right yeah
0: yeah <laughs> let's see i mean the the game facts kids have to have voted final fantasy 7 as the best game of all time for like 15 years or something i think it's it usually dethroned.
2: competition between that and ocarina of time Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they
0: probably have dethroned each other mm-hmm. at times kind of this weird i don't know like orbiting planet scenario oh yeah right? if this turns yeah.
1: into like a uh a a 20 year beef between citizen kane and paddington 2 i'll be very impressed
0: yes i'm ready i'm going to find more
1: magazines and get citizen kane back on top well actually that's no right. it has to it's right. never perfect it's never
0: perfect again that's right, right. yeah
3: right yeah wow so what you actually have to do is you have to dethrone paddington 2 you have to find imperfect reviews of that right okay, and like
1: then you two just imperfect keep imperfect reviews you keep yeah. lowering the score by finding worse and worse reviews until like they're fighting for thousandth place <laughs> can't i just publish a review uh, for Paddington 2? Yeah, you just have to get Metacritic to accept it. Or right, what, whatever tomatoes. the Rotten Tomatoes, yeah.
0: yeah. I probably still have logins for websites, like game websites I've written for.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt they've changed them. Yeah?
2: <laughs> I have heard Paddington 2 is really, really good, though. Really? That's
1: yeah. A joke. That's a joke. I've heard that, Obviously. too. I've actually <laughs> heard that as well, like from people who are were seriously recommending it to me.
0: It's shocking to me to hear that the top Rotten Tomatoes movie of all time has been recommended to you.
2: Yeah, have you ever seen that Shawshank redemption? I've heard good things about it.
3: It's no uh no no babe two pig in the city though. I've never seen it. I have
0: yeah multiple times.
3: People say it's good.
0: It's uh it's a braver film than Fury Road.
3: Fair enough. Got that dumb little pig speaking speaking English words mouth thing. I don't like I don't like when they do that. Don't animate the animal's mouths. Just isn't it? Doesn't it do that?
0: Well, I mean they move it moves, but it moves pig like. It's not oh human it doesn't lips or anything it doesn't
3: doesn't make them form human sounds no either. no
0: no no. it's oh, very God. very okay, pig, good. like a pig puppet
2: yeah.
3: mouth well thank you
2: yeah yeah Brandon's a big garfield fan he's more into when animals just kind of have telepathy at each other
3: yeah, yeah just their jowls jiggle around as they <laughs> are trying gross to, trying to... <laughs> yeah that's animals for you uh True. what is the paddington 2 video games that's rough i mean i guess it could be gta uh there's got to be a better answer Kind of like like
2: a runner up that's always been just below what's considered the best game of all time, I guess. And if that got dethroned
1: somehow, then that would be it.
3: Yeah, or something that's come into a new consideration in the modern times. And people are like, actually, this game is better.
1: Have any games been canceled after they were released?
3: Oh, uh, Cyberpunk 2 on PS4.
1: (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that one was never considered perfect. Right. Uh,
3: Well, a
0: lot of stuff has been delisted. If that.
1: Counts, yeah, but that would be the Citizen Kane of video
3: games, which yeah.
2: we're not about discussing.
3: Right, mm. right. We're we're about the one that's still there, that's still reigning supreme.
0: Also, it's a sequel. It's a sequel that oh, is the highest yeah. rated thing. Mm-hmm. So it's Final Fantasy 7
3: Yeah, it's. I guess it's Final Fantasy 7
0: The it's insert a- credit greatest game of all time is again that's <laughs> Citizen Kane
1: though. Is it? Isn't it? I don't, I don't know.
3: Yeah, we we had trouble. The one that's
1: been dethroned.
3: We've tried to figure out what is the Citizen Kane of video games for a long time And this very, what did we come up with last time? I don't even remember.
2: I think it's Doom.
3: Oh, yeah. I think we went with Doom. OK, so uh, if Doom is Citizen Kane and then it gets knocked down a peg. Star Wars, Dark Forces. Star Wars, Dark Forces. There you go. It's Paddington 2. <laughs> so
1: yeah, tracks to me. Yeah. Is is Dark Forces a sequel? Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. Nice. I think we get, we hit all the criteria here.
3: Thank goodness. Yeah. It's Good time job, for a everyone. Pad- Paddington 2 and uh, Dark Forces Marathon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually,
2: I-, I was thinking of Star Wars Jedi Knight, which is subtitled Dark Forces 2. So I guess that would be it.
1: Okay. There you go. Yeah.
2: All right. We still got there. And now it's time for the all important lightning round. Uh, this is where I truly determine who wins the episode. Using randomlists.com, I have randomly generated a list of 12 adjectives. Your goal is to name a video game which each of these adjectives accurately describes.
3: Will it be one adjective or or multiple? No, one adjective at a time. Okay.
1: All right, your first adjective is soggy. Soggy. Uh... What's the shit? I can't remember the name. There's a game, like it a mobile game. This is cheating. I can't just talk it out like this. Kuro and the Jelly Islands, I think, is the name of it.
3: Well, I've never heard of that. It's a, <laughs> it's
1: a mobile game where, you're like, you're trying to drink Jello that's in the ocean. Oh. And without falling in, you're standing on the Jello. And you're trying to drink as much of the Jello as possible without falling in. Yeah, okay. That, that sounds, sounds pretty soggy. soggy to me.
0: So I, I just want to I want to point out I just went on Moby Games as I do um, to cheat and <laughs> I searched for Captain Crunch. There's not a Captain Crunch.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and anyway, Captain Crunch would be the opposite of soggy because the whole point is that it doesn't get your cereal soggy right unless you're I fighting the, soggies. the soggies. and there is a captain crunch
3: game that we've discussed on here before it's it just must not be on there it's it's it came in the cereal box
2: your second adjective is bored not boring bored
3: uh, uh, drill uh Shenmue.
2: i'll allow it <laughs> which which one we both yeah. answered. uh both of you. Okay. you both get the point on that one chubby chubby cherub oh uh, good answer yeah i guess so uh nonchalant
3: hmm uh, Assassin's Creed, he's all, or or maybe a uh, spy fiction, any of those ones where you you have a blend in button and you're just suddenly <laughs> chopping vegetables in the air and you're like, yeah, no big deal. And you're I'm sitting on a bench.
2: Chef. I guess that's more inconspicuous.
3: I, I, I think it's nonchalant because, well, in an ironic way, because well, you have to
1: do them. Imagine doing them doing the nonchalant whistle. While yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, right.
3: Did you say right. Right. Okay. Um, NASCAR. Is it... Uh, no, that's left. NASCAR is oh, left,
1: shit. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to dock you a point, Jeff. Uh, NASCAR mirror mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, we, there we go. There we go. Redeemed. the Hedgehog. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, is that fair fun? enough. Uh,
3: hushed. There's that one game... No, it's not really Hushed. You haven't been... I was thinking about this game where you have to um, you have to use sound to get around, but also um, enemies attack you if they hear sounds. And so you have to remain hushed at times. But um, it's, it's not as though you are being hushed. That's not right. It's a, a rhythm game if you don't hit any button.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a Square Enix game where you play a, a deaf person and so they have this entire script that you can't hear?
0: Maybe. Well, it sounds like a thing they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Quiet Man was that it i'll give you that one that's I, the I one think, i think you get that one because you said the name
0: yeah it's yeah. uh, a point for Jappy. Jappy's oh, winning
2: no. oh no
1: uh omniscient
0: um, populous bl- black and white <laughs> any p- peter molyneux game any peter peter. Molyneux.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay grandiose
3: grandia <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'll count it somber scanner somber what now That's a video game. What is it? Say it again. Uh, Scanner somber, I think. It's
3: it's
2: a sequel to Chubby Cherub.
1: Yeah, Uh, Uh, yeah, I see. That's a real game. I
2: got to
0: give that to you. Scanner
3: somberly.
2: That's fair. Okay, your next adjective is understood.
0: There's a game called uh, Captain Blood. Um, like old computer game where you have to interpret alien language to understand them so, that's good the yeah, yeah I, I was, that's
3: it i was immediately thinking about uh, any game where i have fallen through the floor i, I stood under <laughs>
2: everything it's under where you stood yes yeah ashamed
3: uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia.
2: nectunia <laughs> <laughs> easy answer yeah. and finally permissible
3: mm, we say i'll allow it to so many games on this show Uh, i
2: will note for the record that right now frank and brandon are tied at four points each Um. i'm gonna mute my microphone
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to accidentally give a good answer here
3: yeah um... i was gonna
0: riff off of what brandon said and say that my answer is insert credit yeah but this isn't a video
2: game are you sure uh it's a game but not a video game there's no video involved in this game so what happens if i die here
3: oh Oh, you still die
2: in real life okay
3: Real. What Wait, was is the the, you, again? Do
1: people make transcripts of this show? No. Maybe. All right. All right. Permissible is our final adjective.
3: Permissible, not not acceptable. Okay. Permissible. Oh, it's papers, please. No.
2: Oh. You know what? I'll allow it. That's my <laughs> new catchphrase. Brandon, <laughs> congratulations! You win the episode. You've broken your twenty episode losing streak. How Ooh,
3: does it feel? Congratulations! You won. I feel uh, <laughs> I feel like I just clicked on some some spam link at the top of a <laughs> of a website.
2: that's exactly the feeling i'm trying to foster here but this is the part of the show where we all recommend things that we are working on or involved with or just ways for our audience to entertain themselves uh that we think would benefit them
3: yeah uh i've got some please go ahead i will go ahead so uh there's an album called dance volunteer by the band portable rock portable rock dance volunteer some strange connection oh sorry one second i gotta go Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's new wave city pop, basically. It's really cool. It's kind of like if you mashed up your average city pop with a little Susie and the Banshees or possibly New Order. It's pretty good. Uh, I will also recommend the uh, Words and Actions album, Pensieri di Nuseno, sorry. Uh, N- Nessuno, I mean. Um, I can't speak that Italian. Uh, but it's, a, it's an Italian gothy Thing that you can find on the treaty records, it's pretty good. I have an Italian last name. If you need me to
0: pronounce it for you, oh yeah, pronounce mm. it.
3: It's a, it's a, it, it's spelled. Well, I don't know. Whatever. It, it's spelled like pensieri di nessuno. two s that doesn't really
0: help, but it's probably pensieri. Pensieri. Yeah.
3: there is it's an s, so oh well, yeah, I don't know. It's maybe, maybe it's maybe no, it's, it's not maybe they spelled then. it weird anyway. Uh, also, because they could have done that. My last recommendation is. The movie Gozu, which is one of my favorite movies of all time um, by Takashi Miike. It's a it's a weird movie about a Yakuza who needs to drive his senior to go get murdered. And uh, and then a bunch of strange stuff happens. People keep saying it's like a copy of David Lynch's Lost Highway. I I just watched Lost Highway for I now understand I have seen it three times. Now I, I, I can accept that I have watched this movie, but I keep thinking I haven't seen it. I should watch it because people say Gozu stole from it. But uh those movies have nothing to do with each other and um Lost Highway is a very hard movie. Hey there.
2: Uh sorry about that the fire alarm went off, but everything's
3: okay. okay. But oh, that's good.
2: Did everybody
0: give their recommendations? No, we're still working through it. You you just interrupted one, buddy. Whoops.
2: <laughs> Please continue.
3: I'm done, but I'm about to I'm about to see if Frank can figure out how to pronounce <laughs> this thing i'm gonna put it in t- i'm putting it in the chat right now here we go
0: so again i don't speak italian but i just
3: have an italian last name um, so it'll get us halfway there
0: I-, I think it's just phonetic english it's pensieri di nessuno yeah nessuno nessuno pensieri di pensieri di nessuno there you go i had to move my hand to do it yeah
3: yeah, yeah you gotta start, got to start <laughs> gesticulating yeah you have <laughs> okay, to press uh-
2: your thumb to your middle and forefinger
3: that's that's all my recommendations but that it's got some like splatterhouse style synth sounds in it like there's a um fm synth laughter that comes in and some sounds that sound exactly like when the little the little flea thing in uh the second to last level uh before you beat up the heart those little flea things when they when they arrive they go ding, ding. it sounds exactly like that so it rules you should listen to it at the end
0: my recommendation is uh Play video games on easy. It's rule. It rules. It's, it's yeah. awesome. You just, <laughs> you just get through the game. It's cool. You
2: don't have to prove anything to anyone. Part of that. You have a limited amount of time in your life philosophy.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if this will upset Jaffy, but I'm playing this near and I'm like, yeah, screw this. And I put on the auto battles. It's great.
2: Oh yeah, sure. No problem. Great.
3: Yeah. That
0: doesn't
2: upset me at all.
3: Good. I'm probably not going to auto battle my way through near. I, I feel like I need to have the, uh, the difficult experience again no
2: brandon you have a relationship with this game and i would recommend you play it on the difficulty that will allow you to savor it but frank if you're doing it for the first time go ahead easy mode
3: great yeah oh and by the way that that uh that game i was trying to think of earlier um Mm -hmm. saturn game that's electricity oriented but not very good it's called Hansha de spark
1: the end since you said it during the recommendations section i'm sorry that was a recommendation yeah now we all
3: have to play it that's the rules well good luck
1: (laughs) Normally, here's where I'd plug uh, the Hat DLC, which is on sale right now. But it's not going to be on sale when the episode comes out, so I'm um, instead I'm going to plug my podcast Topic Lords, which is actually remarkably similar in format to this show. Oh yeah, when did you start it? Uh, it was. Is that a late, challenge, October Jaffy? 2019. Ah, <laughs> owned. We started in 2012. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, the the format is that I have. Two get two different guests on every week, and they bring things to talk about, and it can be just anything—anything anything that they think is interesting. So, w- w- one uh, listener described the show as a place for people with ADHD to gush about their fixations. So, if you're interested in that, uh, you go to Topiclords.com and and listen your heart out. Sure, that sounds like a great idea for people
2: who want more stuff like this. Yeah, I have some recommendations on that same theme. If you could bear with me for just a moment, I would like to recommend that if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or archive.org or any platform where you can subscribe to a review podcast that you do that for us in that way to keep the algorithms pushing us upwards and forwards. You can also go to patreoncom slash insert credit as mentioned earlier, where you could become a patron to submit your own questions, get our regular episodes one day early and even regular bonus episodes one day early and other exclusive content as of this recording we're at 411 patrons which means we only need nine more before our next special event which i will not elaborate on uh you can also join us on forums.insertcredit.com also as mentioned earlier and follow us on twitter for our own personal updates and projects the show is at insert credit i'm at alex jaffe frank is at frank cifaldi brandon is at necrosofty and jim is at mogwai poet that's mogwai as in the gremlins creature underscore poet uh the show is produced by esper quinn with music by kurt feldman once more i'm alex Jaffe. once more i'm frank cefaldi
3: i'm still brandon sheffield
1: archive.org lets you review things yeah we have one review on (laughs) archive.org that's congratulations i'm jim
2: (laughs) and your game has now been saved I will now read our one review on archive.org. I want to hear it. It's from Jass of AG on December 19th, 2019. Five stars. Subject, dearly missed. Great show with wonderful insight and banter. Sweet music choices during each episode intro and a wonderful entertaining format not seen in any other games podcast. Oh, and some really cool industry guests now and then too. Looks like we're still delivering on all of that.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Except for being sorely missed because uh, we're (laughs) we're back. (laughs)